Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. I am so excited to welcome my friend, Leslie Josel. You guys, you're in for a treat. I have to confess that I've already had a treat because we've been hanging out talking for 30 minutes and finally realized we really need to record the podcast. So so here we are, ready to have a conversation and bring you all into it. And there there is none other to bring you out of chaos and into calm than Leslie Josel. Thank so you. thank you for being here. Oh, love talking to you. Everybody, tell us, I, I want to start with just that the foundational question, Leslie, is how did you, because you, you shared with me, you've been doing this for 20 years now. How did you get to be doing what you do with families of what we call complex kids or the families in your community who are complex and not? But so I think I took a very interesting route to this and I didn't definitely did not set out intentionally. I just call myself the accidental entrepreneur. Right. Right. But I think that's important. I think so. What happened for me was, and I actually want to say this, I'm going to share my son's story and you must know that now he's 25 and I don't share it without his permission. And I think you need to hear me say that because I think as parenting coaches and what we do, it's really important right off the bat to have that trust and respect. So he knows. So when my son was four, he was diagnosed with everything, ADHD, executive dysfunction, the whole litany. And you have to remember back 2004, friends, there was nothing there. It was like, you could roll tumbleweeds, right? There was nothing. There was no internet even. There was no podcast or telesummits or any of that stuff. So I really had to rely a lot on my own gut and instincts to figure out how to untangle his world. And back then, I did things that would probably back then be considered revolutionary in my house. I'll save you the details. Maybe now, not so much. But I had a friend, and I did it at school too. And I had a friend who was a therapist come and see it. She said, oh my goodness, I have a family that I work with. There's four boys under the age of 10 that have all have been diagnosed with ADHD. Would you go do what you did? I took doors off closets. I rearranged things. I coded everything in my house blue. That was Eli's because it calmed him. I did a million things. And I said, if she calls, I'll go. I went out of the goodness of my heart. I had a full-time job. Right. Within two weeks, I got four phone calls. Hi, so what you did at Lisa's house. <laughs> to mine. Right. And I turned to my husband and I swear to God, and he has ADHD. I'm allowed to tell you that. Right. And I go, I don't do this for a living. And he goes, you do now. Maybe you should. He didn't even do that. He goes, you do now. And I go, but I don't even have a name because I'm such a Virgo and I'm so type A and everything has to line up. 
And he goes, you're going to call yourself Order Out of Chaos. Don't use your name because I see big things for you. I swear this is true. Oh, that's hysterical. Within a month, I quit my job. Within, I'm not kidding you, because back then, organizing for those with complex kids or ADHD kids or those with attention deficits and challenges was not a thing. Organizing yeah. really even a thing. So word spread quickly and I was... I had developed a team and going house to helping families. And then I would say that lasted about five years. And then I met Jody Sleeper Triplet. Okay. So hold that before, because I want to, because it was the first part was about helping families get organized when there was kids with ADHD. Is that what more you're saying? So that, I would say it really, and you know this. It's way more than just organized. It's not, hey, can you help me like get a dresser set up? Because of this, when you have a complex kid, when you have children that are struggling with challenges and they find, and and you are with someone who trusts you, they want you to solve everything. Everything, yes. Everything. So it was more, it wasn't just, hey, can I make your spaces and home but it was, what can you help us in life? Can you help with homework? Can you help with study skills? Do you know how to teach time management? All Because I would be next to them and everything would come out. And what I yeah. was essentially teaching them were the things that I had been doing for my own child. Yeah. So yeah. what I realized back then was, and I like education, as I felt like I was moving into a territory that was far bigger and then what I had done, I wanted to make my company, to be honest, I wanted to be virtual. I wanted to reach yeah. more people. And I really wanted to become a coach. I felt like student coaching was my calling. And so I'm going to spare you some of those details, but I found Jody Sleeper Triplet, who we know is the pioneer in this industry. She, so she just said we both took Jody's classes for coaching students, teens, young, yeah. yeah. Yada, yada. She put up with she a lot. Yeah. I was the kid in the class going, that's not going to work for me. Or right. I'm going to do things like that. And she was like, it's oh, so funny. Because I was the one in the class going, but what about the parents? But what about the parents? <laughs> they do, but I don't get it. And she was like, just do it your way. Just do it your way, Leslie, because she just believed in me. So yeah. let's fast forward till now. Through the course of that journey, I built this virtual global company. We yep. work with parents, students, related professionals to help their kids. We like to say be successful in learning and in life. I am very lucky that I also write, I think you know this, I write the weekly Dear ADHD Family Coach column for Attitude Magazine. I've developed products along the way to help kids, particularly time management, agendas, timers, like not timers, I'm sorry, planners. We do student coaching, parent coaching, and I just cannot believe, I think my biggest thing is when I turn around at that 20 year mark, which we just celebrated, what I, yes, so many things are so vastly different than 20 years mm -hmm. ago, just yeah. we're talking about it. But what hasn't changed is the need for community, for connection, for conversation, yeah. for education. And I find that fascinating that 20 years later, there is still so much misinformation that parents so need to be educated and they are craving it in so many ways. 
And so I find that fascinating. It's interesting. Before we started this conversation, we were talking about a lot of things. And one of the things I was sharing with Leslie was some previous research we did a few years back. And one of the things we learned is that parents don't often get the information they need about what's actually recommended treatment for their kids and they don't get the referrals. And so here we are all these years later, we actually do know what kids need and what families need. And there's actually criteria for it. And yet it's still something that parents often feel like, but I shouldn't, or, but what about, or. I feel that way too. I feel that there's different reasons. Some of it is definitely, we know when we get on an airplane, it's our mask first. And I so preach that to the choir. Like you've got to on first. I did. So you remember I did, I got educated. I had a son that was incredibly complex and I'm going to save some of the details for his privacy, but I got help first before I got him help, which was really amazing back then. But listen, I understand that the struggle definitely financial comes into play, but I almost sometimes feel it's, it's, you had the great line. It's math by something else. And sometimes I feel it's parents feeling that it's complicated, that yes. it's very complicated. And that I almost sometimes hear them, I hear it. I always say, it's not what parents say, it's what they don't. Yeah, that's what they communicate. Yeah, what they communicate that yeah. it, like they see that it's a lot of work and I am not here to disparage parents. I am one of those. I used to say my son was my second shift, right? Yeah. And I'm married, but I was the one who really, because I understood it. Yeah, me too. Right? I'm with you. That the more they know, I think there's a frightening of it. Like how yes. much down the rabbit hole can I get? And what am I going to uncover? And well, it's the overwhelm work- factor, yes. right? The ambiguity yes. and the overwhelm, if it feels too big, I'm just not even going. I'm not even going to go there because it's a double, it's double trouble in some ways. It's not only my education and what my knowledge, but then I have to transfer that and help my kid. And I think that I find that might be more of what's getting in the way than just saying, it's too expensive. I think that's an easier way of looking at it. So I think our job is trying to, and I'm going to say something lovely about impact parents, and I do (laughs) not blow smoke up anyone's tush. You guys know that about me. You have a great way of taking very complex subjects and making them very user-friendly. Thank you. And we need more of that. I think I do that well too. Yeah, I do. I think we need more of that. I think we need more conversational parenting language. Yeah, it, it t- to get out of medical speak, double speak, yeah. therapy speak, and into yeah. what people get can really understand. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that acknowledgement a lot. I feel like I, I spend, I used to say I translate medicalese to, to parents because yeah. it is complicated. And, and that's the thing, right? Is that when your kid's diagnosed with fill in the blank, doesn't really matter what it is. As soon as you've got something where an identified challenge with life or learning, we as parents become the medical manager. We're called upon to make these complex decisions and we didn't go to school for it. No. So now we got to figure out what we need to understand to be able to be well enough informed to make the best decisions. Yes. And we need someone who's really going to sit with us and really explain it. And I have to say this to you also that in our conversations with parents, whether they're coming to order out of chaos for a webinar or Facebook group or whatever it is, they want to talk to us about medication. It's interesting. Yeah. We are like, 
we are acutely aware of where we begin and end. That's our, and I'm going to tell you, that's our motto. That every coach has that line. We are acutely aware of where we begin and end. Yeah. And we'll, I get asked anecdotally. I'm happy to tell you like my story, but I feel like that. So there's that barrier as well. Yeah. We're in the trenches with you. We're doing everything with you in the trenches, in the home, in the school and everything. And that med piece is important. And yet we can't ethically really help you there. We're not supposed to. And then they're stuck there too, because of their relationship. It's hard. It's just, a it very, is hard. And that's yeah. another piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I, I hear that. And we navigate that by talking about activating the brain yep. and whether you're activating the brain with medication, meditation, sleep, nutrition, exercise, whatever you're doing, it's right. about that. And so we look at it in the context of that, but I do hear you. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back. Hi, it's Elaine. And if you like this podcast, you'll love our coach approach. Whether you're a parent looking for support or a professional supporting families, we invite you to download a free guide with 12 key coaching tools at impactparents.com slash gift. You can begin using a coach approach to help kids become more independent or improve all of your conversations at work and at home. That's impactparents.com slash gift. Welcome back, everybody. My guest is Leslie Josel, and we're having a fascinating conversation about the complexity of raising complex kids and the parents' role in it. Complex. <laughs> so let's shift a little bit, if, if you will, to you do a lot. You were telling me you've got like different, you've got products, you've got education, you've got all these different ways that you support families. Yes. From this wealth of experience, if you pull back, to the 30,000 foot view, what is it that you see that parents really would benefit from understanding that they may not understand when they're down in the weeds? Okay. I love that question because we call it the first slice of bread. So you're going to let an order out of chaos with all these like weird isms. It's just how we speak. And what we find is that when someone comes to the table and their issue is top level, it's really the bottom piece of bread that we have to work on first, right? Mm -hmm. We have to have that bound, or, or your whole sandwich is gonna fall apart. And so I find that the biggest thing that parents ultimately need to know is how to communicate with their child. All of the issues, all of these situations, everything boils down to how do I communicate? And again, yes. not disparaging parents, I am one, I get tired, I get, but I sometimes even I and I have kids that are completely flown and grown that I even have to remember who I'm speaking to. Yes. And it's not even what I say. It's actually less about what I say. It's how I say it. Yeah. The volume that I'm speaking. It's the cadence that I'm using. Yeah. The rapid 80,000 words a minute that has to come down. I find that some people think that's so fundamental or so vanilla, but, but I have heard that when I say it, but I've also heard the opposite where, Leslie, you teaching me how has transformed my relationship. It's not about yes. what I'm communicating. It's all of those pieces. It's the so, context in of it, right? I was teaching a, a four-week class on communication, right? Because I'm so with you on that this. That is your thing. That is their thing. And, and what I was talking about was there's what we say, and then there's what we communicate. And we just were saying that a few minutes ago. That's it. They're not the same thing. No, not at all. Then there's what they hear and then what they experience, which are also not the same thing, right? Can I give you an example? Yeah. 
So yeah. we, we give a webinar, we give webinars and one of our webinars is our, we call it the 200 child. It's our overwhelmed child. So at, at OOC, we call the overwhelmed child, the two child, too hard, too big, too vast, too much, too loud, just two. Everything is just 200. And we talk about scenarios. And one of my favorite scenarios is, and remember, completely benign. Parent, kid is not in trouble. Kid hasn't done anything. Parent is just, and a parent shouts, not shouts, but might shout upstairs. All from, yeah. In the next room, I'm going to use my son saying, Eli, can you come down for a minute? And the kid is feeling, <laughs> I'm in trouble. What did I do wrong? Right. Imagine, I love that example because yeah. every can see themselves in it. Yeah. You think it is the most innocuous thing. What did I do? I asked them to come downstairs. But remember who you're speaking to. The yeah. very first thing is, what did I do wrong? Because yeah. what did I do wrong? Well, think about, well but think about it, right? As soon as you get an email from a teacher, parent, chances are the first thing you think before you even open the email is, oh my gosh, what happened now? Right? Oh. So we do the same thing. Exactly. And we project that more than we think we're projecting it. Yeah. So people laugh and they go, you're right. I do that. Never thought in a million years it would cause that kind of either mm -hmm. thought, overwhelm, defiance. I'm not all of those things, nervousness, all of those emotions, the right brain to go off in a million directions. So I always, my funny thing is preempt topic and time. So if you can, and, and this little change I saw it in my own kids and I see it with our parents. We're like, change your verbiage and, and just say, preempt your topic in time. What are they coming downstairs to talk to you about and how long will it take? Yes. Put that in your sentence. You will see a whole different reaction. So can you. you give an example? Sure. Can you come downstairs to talk about tomorrow's logistics or tomorrow's, tomorrow's football game? It'll be, it'll take five minutes. Awesome. I am topic in time. So here's a little fun fact. I have a 25 year old. I'm allowed to tell you this. When still I do text it. Him, yes, I know. I'll do it. I still totally do it. still do it. Works here still... with spouses too, y'all. Um, well, that's your spouse. <laughs> but so, and what I'm so with you on it and the conversation technique that we play with that would go with it is, tell me. I know you might be in the middle of something let me know when you've got a break so we can talk about da 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 da. So there's another piece about diffusing defensiveness is to acknowledge where they are. Is this a good time? Can I have your attention, right? Before we launch into I love that. But yeah. interestingly, when I do that by text, I get a response. If I just say, hey, I need to talk to you, I get a dead phone. Right. If I say, I need five minutes to talk to you about your sister's yes. dinner next Friday night. It's easy, it's right? Because you're taking away the ambiguity and the ambiguity is what's shutting them down. A hundred percent. Right. It's That's the stress. Flooded. It's brain flood. Yeah. There's too many questions that flood that brain where the brain is yeah. now shut down and is not going to communicate with you. So I know that sounds such a, but I love bringing something that is like evergreen because we think of, some, I wanted to bring something where your child isn't in trouble, where it isn't yes. a hefty thing. Something as benign as, hey, can you come downstairs seems so nothing, but it's everything. Yeah. So that's Beautiful. what I, that's my way of saying, like teaching you how to say something so that you can 
have the conversations you need to say without the arguing and the all of that. And that's so true because so often we're not having the conversations we want to be having because we don't know how to have them in a way that doesn't set them off and make them defensive. Yeah. Can right. I add one more thing to that? Yeah. 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 Here's my other thing. And again, it's a very, I know for sure that not every conversation can be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I know that. But if you, here's the scenario that I like to talk about. One of you is having a conversation with your child. It's not going so well. Maybe your partner, your spouse, whoever hears it from the other room. They come in. I don't like the way you said that. I don't like the way you're talking to your mother. And now you two start fighting. Right. So I say that while you're here and your kid is, I call it the earphone and hoodie syndrome. They just, right. right? Shut like, down. Shut down. And now they're overwhelmed. They don't want to be there. You are never going to have that conversation. So as best you can would be my thing. If a conversation does not warrant two adults, let's put it that way. We used to, even my husband and I, this was a very hard one for us to learn, me. Because I yeah. was a swooper. I was a swooper. And he and we would we do this. So if I walked into a room and this was happening between the two of them, this was our signal. And what that meant was turn around. You're out. Back yeah. the heck out. And similarly than that, we talk about the tag. Is this a moment to tag? And do we have an agreement to tag or do I need to walk away? Because yeah. Because you got to remember too, there it's not even, yes, it's definitely the two child, the overwhelm, the brain flooding, but there's some very concrete stuff going on there, like processing. I yes. see it all the time. <laughs> like it's too many people talking at the same time. Your child who might have slow processing cannot digest everything everyone is saying. That's right. So just that effort level is going to be missing because of the weak executive. I'm not even talking about emotion here. I'm now even just talking about like a weak executive functioning skill that you're now putting your child to have to deal with as well. So not setting them up for success, but actually setting them up for. for she said it so much better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could talk to you all day and we need to start wrapping up, yes. but I hear a masterclass in our future. I hear something. I think there's something. So stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Leslie, tell people how they can find out more about you. So we like to be a one-stop shop. We don't want to overwhelm you. So the name of my company is Order Out of Chaos. Our website is orderoochaos.com. From there, you could go everywhere. You can go to our product site to find our products and webinars and videos. You can find our socials, our books, our coaching, our services, all from that site. So just go there. Yeah. And the link is in the show notes, everybody. So you'll be able to find her there. Great. Okay, so we are going to wrap up this conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to share, either to reinforce something we've talked about or to bring something in that, that you think is really relevant that, before we leave today? I just want to, I'm going to bring in something new because I feel like we really cool. covered that. I think for parents too, what I always like, and again, we say it in like our little sound bites. If you can remember feelings over facts, I mm. that is my big one. I am really about sitting in my, and it's not just feelings over facts, like for your kid, it's more you. This is about how you react. I need to sit with my feelings before I react. So I am a big one in waiting, and you're going to hear another one, about why am I upset right now? What mm -hmm. is it about this situation that is truly upsetting me? You can parent your child, just sometimes not at the same time as yes. something is happening. So sure. 
I think you need to, I think that's a really hard one for parents. They want to like, the joke in my house was when my kid would say, I need five minutes and walk to his bedroom. It meant that did not mean I should follow him and keep going. <laughs> and our kids do that to us, but we need to be careful not to do that to them too. Right. Yes. So their feelings that. over you needing the facts. Remember that yeah. your feelings come that. first. I love that. We talk a lot about task versus relationship. Okay. And making sure the relationship is there and let's not let the task replace the relationship. Right. So you can right. define it anyway. I love yeah. doing it their feelings over you gathering the facts. Yeah, they I love that. They can I wait. love it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so you got a fun motto or quote yeah. you want to share? So, I so my our biggest motto that we say all the time is we want parents to make a poster of the word wait. Yes. And, and it stands for why yes. am I talking? And I know it's, I'm not new to this. I didn't make that up. I love it though. But I feel like it's a really good reminder to us that we need to shush. Yeah. And we need to give them space to think, to talk, to express without us jumping, talking over them, just being there in the quiet. And so we need to be saying to ourselves, the acronym WAIT, why am I talking? Yeah, and I love that. So it's a good way to remember it. So that's my motto. You said there were two. Did you say there were two? One is about me that I can. Okay. What's that? And I don't know if it's relative. So I live by the motto that I can do everything, just not all not at, at the, the same, same time. time. I do too. <laughs> that is, and and for sometimes that's good for parents too, because when you are feeling the overwhelm of maybe you're a working parent and you have to parent your child and there's homework and there's everything you can, doesn't always have to be in that moment. You can parent your child later. You can parent yeah. your child tomorrow. I really believe that. That's a really I hard thing too. for parents is that you're not always going to parent your child the way you want to in the moment you want to. In fact, you're probably better able to parent them the way you want to if you will wait. Yes. On both sides of the weight. Yes. Connect with the feelings, decompress, and then come back to it later. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I, I couldn't agree more. You can see that the two of us could just yes. do oh this for hours. for hours. Um, and it's time for us to, to wrap. Um, Leslie, thank you. Oh, First of all, time. thank you for bringing such bright light to the work that you do and we all do and such positive energy. I don't know, for those of you who are on YouTube, you can see her, but for the rest of you, oh. if you could just, every time you're with Leslie, there's just this really huge smile oh, and, and a real there's a positive energy that you bring. So thank you for- I appreciate that. I love what we do. So I, I appreciate you do. that. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. And to those listening, take a moment. So thank you for being here. That was the- My pleasure. We appreciate all that you do and, and the collaboration with you. Um, to those listening, thank you for what you do for yourself and for your kids. Take a moment before you move on to whatever your next is and ask yourself, What's your insight from this conversation today? What are you taking away? There was lots that Leslie and I talked about, but what are you taking from this conversation? What's the one gem or insight that you want to bring with you forward into your life? Maybe there's an action from that. Maybe it's a mindset or an, or an awareness. But before you press the, whatever button is going to take you to the next, yeah. what's your insight from this conversation? Because know that whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking, and however you're feeling, it influences everything that happens in your dynamic with your kids, and it makes a difference. So thanks, everybody. We will see you on the next one. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having me.
You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.